Geelong ticked off round eight with a 63-point victory against Richmond at the MCG. Down by nine points at halftime. It didn't look it in the first quarter. Down by nine points at halftime. Played well in the second quarter, but let's revisit what David King had to say. There's not a team in the land that can handle this. Don't get a sense, though, King, that the Cats were able to work their way back into that, though, and sort of almost withstand that pressure or survive that pressure. Like the margin's only nine points, and you have to say the Cats actually looked all right until we moved that football in the second quarter. Oh, look, just, just a ground level, it feels like a long nine points to me. It feels like this is a, this is a Richmond game. This, this is a game they thrive in. Those smalls working all the way up the ground, all the way back. It, it feels to me like they'll blow them. There's no way they can go 120 minutes playing this way, the Cats, and beat Richmond. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Well, that age well. <laughs> With me. Oh, again. How are you going? Yes. Zach, you got your... Motorola Razor battery running. Yeah, I hope so, boys. Hopefully, IT can look after me for once. Good to be back. Looking slick. Is it a new haircut? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of silk there. Yeah, that 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 clip has definitely aged well. And long live that David King audio. Is that coming into a good time to <laughs> enter the podcast back in? A 63-point win against Richmond at the MCG. We'll, we'll cover the Sydney match before this, but I don't think anyone of us expected this, especially at quarter time or half time. I think a, a brave loss would have been admirable, knowing the injuries that we've got. Thoughts mm. after this? Yeah, that's right. I think I I was expecting it to be probably a two or three goal game, something like that. So I thought half time that was probably where we we're going to be. Maybe just hang with them, but not quite be good enough. But yeah, that second half, that was just flashback to the good old days, 07, 08, 09. Just some good key key targets down there, playing a good direct style of footy and just absolutely blew Richmond away, absolutely smashed them away. So I think all other 17 teams absolutely love watching Richmond get taken to the cleaners by Jeremy Cameron in particular. He's a bad man indeed. He's a bad man indeed. Oh, <laughs> oh Jezza, that's all I'll say. I mean, was it his fifth goal that he... That he snapped that you could just see coming. You know, you could see it unfolding. And he snapped it over his... I think he snapped it over his shoulder. And I was watching it at home and I just gave, yeah, the biggest, biggest cheer. Just the biggest, Jessa! Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And everyone else is like laughing, just laughing. Yeah, who cannot get excited about a a 10-goal win against the reigning premiers? on their home deck as well. They didn't, look, they didn't have all their stars in. They didn't have best 22 all in, but you play who you put up against. And we didn't necessarily have the strongest of lineups either. So we played who we were put up against and we smashed them. It was crazy. My, my favourite highlight, I think, for the night, that being at the game was just the amount of Richmond fans that were leaving at three-quarter time. The floodgates were opening. It was enjoyable. As you touched on there, I'll, no Tret Conchin, um, no Grimes down in Richmond's back line, along with Garthwaite and a few other players like Lambert. But at the same time, Zach, we're also missing Danger. We're also missing Mark O'Connor, who's been an integral part of the midfield, surprisingly, this season along with a few other players. So, as you say, 
you, you play every team and its merits who they put down on paper. And a 63-point win against any Richmond side at the moment, especially how they were playing in the, the first half. Yep, we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> More than take, I think. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the result. The big story coming out of this one is, I think, one of the big stories is the, the three-headed attack being Jez Cameron, Tom Hawkins, and Chucky Rowan combining for 15 goals, six goals for Jez, five for Rowan, and four for Hawkins, the new three-pronged attack. And then along with that, guys like Brad Clothes, at, at Dow House, that supporting small cast along that as well with Francis Evans to come back in there as well and Dangerfield if he moves into the forward line so yeah some really promising signs there before the game Zach Reese Stanley was uh, taken out on the day Mitch Cleary called it days before the game that Sav would play I think on the Wednesday two days before the game um, it was only an hour or so before the game that Sav was announced as and in for the drop, Reese Stanley. How do you think he did? I think he did pretty well. And, yeah, I've got it on good authority as well that that decision was made on Wednesday or Thursday. So well before the game, despite what some have said, I think they were planning for Sav to play and he did play. Um, I think he did pretty well. We know the whole ruck thing's a bit of a, a thorn in my side. I still don't think we're fully settled on who our best ruckman is at the moment and going forward. But I think he did well. He always brings lots of... Lots of energy around the contest. He has a crack. He's pretty mobile. He can swing forward every now and then. So he did well in that one game. But I think that'll just be an ongoing proposition each week, who we play, who the Ruckman's going to be. So you've got Paddy Ryder coming up this week. He's probably not a mobile Ruckman, but a really good tap Ruckman. So how much thought going to that will be pretty interesting. And I thought the main story to come out of the game, oh, wasn't it Sam Simpson getting injured or managing without him before. I thought wasn't that going to be the front page of the Addy on Saturday morning how was the fan club reacting yeah oh yeah pretty pretty disappointing to be honest um you get he gets well he gets back in and then immediately injured so it's yeah it's pretty disappointing but um we'll see how he goes I'm sure he can make it back two to four weeks is the prognosis that they're giving Sam Simpson by the time we play St Kilda and Gold Coast and then hit the bye, then we could see a, a whole range of players come back. Maybe Sam Simpson, maybe Francis Evans, maybe Mark O'Connor, maybe Dangerfield will be soon to be in the mix as well. Um, not to forget College Asney as well. So it's quite a few key players that we've still got to come back. Zach Guthrie also played. Quinton Narkel saw minutes uh, coming on as an emergency as well. So yeah, a, a lot of fringe players that did play. Sean Higgins made his return after quite a few weeks off and what a, an amazing return on the MCG yeah. against Richmond. A huge night for Sean Higgins. Yeah. Probably, well, his best game for the club thus far um, and hopefully he can maintain that level of, of performance, you know, the 20 odd touches and a goal here or there and that's very handy indeed. Uh, 23 touches and two goals in the end. So he did pretty well coming straight back in without any VFL practice beforehand. He was pretty good. We could sing the praise of, yeah, nearly 20 
three players here, 22, 23 players individually, of their stat sheets and the how they performed. But as a collective, that second half was nothing less than absolutely sublime. Um, another shout-out to, to Cam Guthrie as well, who's just been leading the line in the midfield week after week and is now, I, I think it's not up for debate that he is our best inside mid. Um, front runner for the Kaji, if Tom Stewart doesn't have anything to say about it. Amazing. 36 disposals, 18 pressure acts. There's your double-double right there. Mitch Duncan as well, 30 disposals, 24 pressure acts. We've already talked about the big three in Jezza and Hawkins, but 20, 22 disposals for Jez, 20, 20 disposals for Hawkins. Hugely racking up. Hawkins doing his thing, the unselfish forward, providing the score assists as well. Isaac Smith, he was phenomenal. Two goals, 20 disposals, 12 pressure acts. Um, I thought Lockie Henderson had a fantastic season down back. Continued that as well, along with Blitz. Zach Tui, Zach Guthrie had a really, really good game. Uh, One that probably most Cats fans didn't expect to see, that type of game. Joel Selwood's second half really, really stepped it up, really turned on the contested ball win in there. We've already talked about Sean Higgins. Parfit did his job over 20 disposals, over 23 pressure acts as well. Yeah, really, and and the stat line there for the individual players reads all Geelong until you get down to, if you want to touch on Jaden Short or Shia Bolton, uh, a clear highlight there during the game for, for Richmond fans, but doesn't mean much when it's a 63-point defeat in, in their favour. Fantastic, fantastic all around the ground. Um, and considering the amount of on-game injuries or players that did get pulled off as well, as you mentioned, Sam Simpson, Luke Dalhouse, although he'll be fine for this week. Uh, Sav as well, although... Similar story. He'll be fine for this week is there. So Quinton Eichel saying limited minutes as the emergency getting pulled on as well. Everyone else was was superb in that second half. Absolutely turned it on, lit it up. Um, the stat line, if we want to go through this, it's just going to read Geelong, Geelong, Geelong disposals in Geelong's favour. Inside 50s, 55 to 43. Disposal efficiency, 80, sorry, 78% to 72%. Efficiency inside, inside 50. Cats, 62% to 37%. We had 34 shots from 55 inside 50s versus 16 from 43. As expected with Sav in the rock, maybe, and Nankervis in there. Dominated the clearances, stoppage clearances, contested possessions, uncontested. More marks inside 50s. You name it. Tackles. It was just... The Cats day from the second half onwards and completely unexpected scoreline, completely unexpected results and hopefully a sign of what great further things can come for the season after doing this against Richmond on the big stage at the MCG with over 50,000 fans and St Kilda and Gold Coast, as you've said previously, Zach, two opponents that you'd lock in wins right there. Two dubs, you'd think. Yeah, you'd hope so. Look, St Kilda, St Kilda do have a good record against us. So I know we won a lot of the recent games, so they do tend to push us. I think that'll be the biggest challenge for us is just to 
emulate what we did, particularly in the second half for a full four quarters. And that'll be interesting to see first game at Docklands, whether that changes anything in the way we play or not. I think that'll be interesting to see as well. But you'd certainly back us in against uh, against St Kilda, yeah, and then Gold Coast down here. I think Gold Coast have improved and they're showing a bit, but down at Geelong, you'd pencil us in those two as well. And uh, then we'd be sitting at seven and three after 10. I think considering where we came from and where, you know, spuds like David King have said we're at, I think we're doing okay. Well, I absolutely, yeah, absolutely agree. I mean, who's going to stop, you know, the three-headed monster as as, if, as it's been uh, coined, the term's been coined? Because not every club has multiple backmen or multiple key position backmen to handle two big key forwards, let alone a third forward that's explosive like Gary Rowney's. So it'll be very interesting. I'm very much upbeat about where we could be headed. Just have a question as well also. What was Marlon Pickett doing in the ruck? Trying to emulate like, Jack Henry recently. Is that it? Why why would they do that? It was embarrassing. Like Sav just dominating, you know, eventually just taking it out of the ruck and and getting the inside fifties easily. I don't under like was it because Nankervis was getting rest or No, you've assumed surely it's because um because he was on the bench, surely. Why wouldn't you put like um, Noah Bolter or uh, Asprey or something in there? Well, Blitz did, did um, a fair bit of the rotation ruck work for us, and we've seen in previous rounds that Jack Henry has done that for us. So I guess you could, as a Richmond fan, you can make that comparison that it's not too far away from a Jack Henry in the ruck, assuming that Marlon Pickett's got a fair leap on him, not being a ruckman at quite a good utility player of sorts so if they have that faith in him then fair enough but it, I don't think Jack Henry would go against a, a Nick Nananui or another Ruckman so I, yeah it's interesting that Marlon Pickett was going against a, an out and out Ruckman in, in Sav or a Ruck rotator or a very good Ruck rotator in Sav as opposed to Pickett v Henry um, but at the end of the day, that the school line yeah, says it all. Sixty-three point win to to Geelong right there. At the same time, though, look, we'll flash back to the West Coast game. Fantastic display. At that moment in time, we thought, okay, we'll have we finally flicked the switch. We've reached the point where this team has showed us what they're capable of. Let's move on from here. And let's try to produce that and emulate that week after week. We just come up with a 63-point win. We've got some teams upcoming that are not bad by any means at all. Uh, I don't think St Kilda will do anything incredible this season, but at the same time, they'll they'll cause some problems and they'll cause some upsets this season. Likewise for Gold Coast, as they have been. Uh, So the next two rounds will be interesting. In, In a similar vein to what the, the post-West Coast game provided being the the Sydney loss. So which brings me to to Zach to to ask you, Zach, yep. that Sydney loss there, the the two point loss that the Jeremy Cameron fifteen meter non call, which was 
we all know now and we all know as we saw it was completely ridiculous. How similar could that be in terms of upcoming rounds? We've just talked about a game in the second half where our efficiency inside 50 was absolutely sublime. Three key forwards combined for 15 goals. The game before that, after a blowout against West Coast, the result was a loss by lost by two points against Sydney. And the story read, aside from the controversial, not controversial, the terrible call against Jeremy Cameron, was that Geelong had 35 shots from 65 inside 50s as opposed to Sydney's mere 22 shots from a mere 39 inside 50s. Yeah. It's still like nightmares about playing Sydney at the SCG. You know what I'm talking about, all Nick um, Davis, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, look, yeah, well, you've got to be efficient going forward. We all know the Jeremy Cameron one was was ridiculous. No, it, <clears throat> credit to the umps, at least they put up their hand and admitted to it. But um, oh, you look at some of the easier shots that we missed before and yeah, you kick one of those and it's a pretty minor conversation, really. But, um, yeah, you just got to be efficient going forward. And I think that's where you need the, the ball in the hands of people like Cam Guthrie, Mitch Duncan, Best kick in the team, in my opinion, Sam Menegola, people like that, that can not only hit your forwards, lace out, but just make good decisions, blaze away if need be, or lower your eyes if need be. So, got to get the people in the, got to get the ball, I should say, in the hands of the right people. But we're pretty fortunate to have some pretty good ball users across the ground. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it just with with your uh, with the stats of of Sydney's. Scoring shots versus their inside 50s. It just shows you how ridiculously efficient they were. Um, and that's just a one-off game, possibly. I mean, they played out of this, they played out of the skin or, or were efficient um, out of their skin, effectively. Much like Hickey playing the game of his career, possibly. I don't think I've ever seen him play that well. You know, it was quite poetic in the sense that it was the Lazarus performance because it was the seven, eight weeks supposed PCL injury and then he comes back after, what, one week and plays amazing. Very, very, very interesting. And you just know that players that have milestone games are going to have absolute blinders. And that seems like what uh, Hickey had. And that was the difference, or he was he was very much uh, influential in the result. Yeah, it, it, interesting one, Zach, because I guess the previous podcast that we recorded was coming off the 97-point win against West Coast um, before the Sydney game. And at this time, I'm speaking to Ol about how I didn't quite know what Geelong's brand football and identity was, um, whether it was the control mechanism, slow brand football and change in the fourth half, I guess, because we hadn't seen the consolidated fourth half yet. Jeremy Cameron hasn't been fully implemented into the team as of yet. Um, Danger's still yet to come back. So it's been a stop-start year for a lot of players. Sean Higgins just re-entering the team. Uh, the identity of the 
Geelong footy was just hard to see. Um, and straight after that West Coast game, after a 97-point shellacking at Cadenia Park, a two-point loss really solidified that for me. And going forward now against St Kilda and Gold Coast, it would two teams that are going to push oppositions and create a bit of upsets in light of Sydney, similar to the Swans. Could we see something a, a bit not as we expect? Are we getting too ahead of ourselves with a 63-point win? Do we need to kind of appreciate and acknowledge that that second half from Richmond was not even below from Richmond standards, but just pure poor footy? I think you I think you take the win clearly and you take all the, the positives out and like when you teach anyone to be more confident, you you highlight what they've done well and you build from that for sure. But I think they're smart enough and everyone at the club knows that number one, these aren't the important games, they come later on, but B, we can't be complacent. I mean St Kilda, when they're switched on, they play Eddie had pretty well. We haven't played there yet. And their team's half decent when they're up and going. Again, we should get over the line, but if you are complacent, they're definitely good enough to beat us for sure. So we've got to bring our A game, 100%. There's such a team that you don't know what you're going to get any week from St Kilda at all. Uh, similar to Sydney, you, you just don't know what you're going to get, whether you, they're actually going to turn up or whether they're going to play atrocious football. It, it seems it's one or the other. Oh, Yeah, I mean, that's what you get. When you're a, a team that's, you know, neither here nor there or hasn't really been around the mark for, for some time. Um, and they've got, they've got some stars, but they've also got some youngsters coming, coming through. And they haven't necessarily recruited the best or, you know, perhaps in the case of St Kilda, they kind of overestimated their position and kind of went really hard for a couple of years with the uh, with the recruiting and that's kind of come back to bite them a little bit I think they were talking about something along those lines on um, footy, footy classified yeah it kind of just points out that uh, young sides are very much unpredictable so we're going to be playing against two younger sides coming up so as much as possible we're going to have to be on our game um and of course, you want to be on your A game, uh, but like, how difficult is it to to deliver that A game week after week? It's easy, mate. I think I think you're pushing it. Do you think St Kilda have a star in their team? Who? I think Steele's. A, was it uh, Jack? Jack Steele. Yeah, Jack Steele. I think he's a he's a pretty good player. Yeah. Was it, <laughs> wasn't he like? Well, they were just little bit duds everywhere, aren't they, St Kilda? No, no. no I think you're right. He'd be, he'd be pushing it. If he's not a star, I think it'd be pretty close. He's yeah, I mean, Jack no, no, seriously, though, seriously, though, Jack Steele, I think he's a, he's a good player because, yeah, wasn't he a top five um, top five finish in the uh, yeah, Brownlow? Yeah. 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 And you don't, you don't finish top five in the Brownlow if you're average. No. Yeah, look... We're gonna to have to. It's gonna be an honest game, and and every game's an honest game. But sometimes you just don't turn up, and sometimes you do. So even at this stage of the season, it's still somewhat um, unpredictable. 
and you know teams are kind of finding their their way a little bit but yeah if we're serious we should win this game and we should win the next two games at least Jack Steele yeah a fierce competitor I think if we had Mark O'Connor then he'd do the the lockdown job O'Connor being unavailable for the next two to four weeks let Steele go his merry way and let Cam Guthrie go his merry way and battle it out in the centre as we did versus Richmond, as we did versus a few other teams, I think. Um, down back, look, fair play to Tim Membry. He, he, he's been playing some good footy. Max King, um, although quite young, yep, he looks to be a, a very solid player, but at the same time, we've Got Lockie Henderson down there. He's playing his career best footy over the age of 30, along with Blitz, along with Stewart. Not sure if Cole Jasny will come back into the team this week, potentially. Uh, Sam Simpson out. Jordan Clark, along with a few other youngsters, played VFL on the Thursday night. Uh, the night before the game, Josh Jenkins kicked an absolute bag. So room for there, whether Nichol comes in for Simpson, whether it's a, sw- a straight swap, whether Jordan Clark comes in for Simpson and one of those two elicits an emergency. Uh, we've still got Charlie Constable that's sitting in the VFL as well. So there's room to manoeuvre there, whether Cole Jasney comes in for Zach Guthrie or Zach Guthrie's proved that he can play in, in that team and is deserving of, of another week. Um, fair play to him. I guess we'll see come come selection night. We've had a lot of debutants and a lot of young players that have played within eight rounds this season. Bearing in mind that who we have on our on our list, so the old saying that Geelong is doesn't play young players, I think that's been thrown out of the water, well and truly. Mm. But Zach, I guess, is your first time now rejoining the the pod for the year. Take a step back. It's Eight rounds have passed, over a third of the home and away season. What are your impressions of Geelong? It's new signings in Isaac Smith, Jeremy Cameron, Sean Higgins, the way they've implemented some of the, the new young players, uh, like Max Holmes against Hawthorne, um, De Koning against North Melbourne. The structure itself up forward is our brand the, the controlled method and once we get it to the halfway point go quickly now that we've got absolutely premium quality forwards yeah um look if i'm going to give us a grade i'll put my teacher's hat on i'd probably give us an a minus i think definitely we've done a we've done a lot of things right I think the Adelaide loss round one, don't want to think too far back, but I don't think we should ever have lost that game. And I think that's the one we'll be ruining, God forbid, if we did say miss top two or top four by just by the one game. I think we'd look back on that one as one that got away with all due respect to Adelaide, who played really well. Um, playing the young kids have been good. I think DeConan showed a bit in his one game. I think he'll 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 develop nicely once he, you know, strengthens up a bit and just gets more game time under his belt. And I'm happy Brad Close looks really good as well. I think he's made a, a solid impression as well. Zach Guthrie, apart from the odd brain fade that he seems to have a bit too often, he's doing all right. Um, the three recruits, look, 
Jeremy Cameron, probably hard to argue. It's still a lot that we gave up to get him, but early signs are good. Fingers crossed he can stay injury-free. Um, I'm, I'm going to put my hand up and say I was wrong about Isaac Smith. I've seen him live a couple of times. He's looked really good, smart player, composed, knows what to do, beautiful kick. Um, and Sean Higgins, he, he's a classy player. He's smart, not overly quick. I just That's the only concern I'd have around him. I think we've already got enough of just sort of medium paced guys around the ball, but not not willing to give him a cross just yet. We'll wait and see how he goes. But we're, we're doing well. I think considering where people had us and where we could have been, I think we're tracking along really well. But every week's a challenge and we've got a rough patch ahead. I think in three, four weeks, we play a couple of good sides in a row. So we'll see how we go after that. Well said. I think I'll join you there regarding Isaac Smith as well um, and how he's he's played this season and how he's turned fans in, in his favour from yeah round one onwards. Sean Higgins, I think I've only seen the one game that he's really, really played solid, solid footy for the Cats here, knowing he hasn't played too much footy uh, yet, but that was against Richmond last Friday. So assuming he can continue in a similar vein, then that will be a an absolute snag of a signing. Uh, but as you say, early days and we'll see. We'll see. Now, the other side, Zach, we're all for positivity. We're in the top four. At the same time, it's only two games between fourth to 12th, I think. Concerns, reservations, frustrations regarding individual players, coaches, the team itself after eight rounds of what you've seen so far? Um, concerns, I don't, I don't think there really is any concerns. I reckon the highlight for me has been Mark O'Connor, just the way he's transformed himself from just oh, an average to sort of a, a battling defender into a into a damn good tagger. He's really transformed himself. He's been the highlight for me. I reckon he's been outstanding, looking really good. My concern would be Luke Dowhouse, actually, to be honest. I know he, he has a lot of goal assists, which is all all well and good, but doesn't get too many touches, doesn't hit the scoreboard. I reckon if he were to get injured and be out, I reckon he'd be quite nervous because there's a lot of guys who could nip at his heels and potentially take his place. So he, he'd be my only concern, I think. The three-headed monster could become a four-headed monster with Dangerfield down in the forward line in replacement of Dowhouse, just quietly. <laughs> so look we'll out. Two games, the bye, and then maybe Danger will be back. I think my big concern is, and this is probably after seeing the Sydney game, um, to concede 90 points against Sydney, and that was without Sam Reid, without Buddy Franklin, is that if Lockie Henderson goes down or Mark Blitzarves goes down, uh, we know college housing is out at the moment, then what used to be the extremely tall Geelong Cats defence in years prior is looking a bit thin. And I think I have some severe worries there because I I think Hendo is playing well and above anything that he's ever shown in his entire career. And I don't think it's right for Cats fans to expect that uh, week after week. I'm loving it. Don't get me wrong. But I do not expect this of... of Lockie Henderson. So if Blitz, Hendo or Stewart goes down, I think we're in a bit of a worry there. Touchwood. Colo hopefully coming back. Maybe this week, maybe next week. 
Jack Henry's also done well. So, like, he's very versatile. He can play tall back. So, worst comes to worst, if Stewart or Blitzarves or Henderson go down, Henry is the man. But hopefully it doesn't have to happen. So, knowing that uh, your boy, old Sam Simpson, is the out for this week, who are we putting in? Is that a, a straight Jordan Clark in or a Quinton Narkle in, Simpson out? I think Jordan Clark was the was the popular choice in in the media, possibly. Or there were, there's been whispers that he, he'll come straight back in. But um, Narkle did okay as well. So who knows? They're probably vying for the same spot. So we'll see. Margin here? I'll go with five goals to the Cats. I'm going to go us by 10 goals. I reckon we're going to have a four-quarter performance after Friday night. I think we're going to absolutely wipe the floor with them. All right. I might be going with a few Saints fans, so I'll I'll go 15 points. Let's get the four points regardless, but let's play good, solid footy once it's in centre and going into our fourth half, lowering the eyes or looking up to Jeremy Cameron, Hawkins and Coke. Onwards and upwards, and see you next week. Go Cats! Ninety-four, wake up early, excited. Dressing our colours united away up to the G, see the cats away to the station and on to the special at Jolly Monta Light and Electrical Vibe. March side by side, my dad and me. First bound. Till a final gong Time the cats Come on, belong Kick it straight And mark it strong Go cats We are Geelong Dawn till dark Dark till dawn By the flag And now Twenty-twenty, wake up still excited Dressed in our colours despite we're alone Cheering from home each week away and Turn up the good of being champions Work in the garden till grandstand is on The final gong on the cats Come on, Geelong Kick it straight And mark it strong Go cats We are Geelong Dawn till 